Welcome to the Long COVID podcast with me, Jackie Baxter. I am really excited to bring you today's episode. Please do check out the links in the show notes where you can find the podcast website, social media and support group, as well as a link to buy me a coffee if you are able. You should not rely on any medical information contained in this podcast and related materials in making medical health related or other decisions. Please do consult a doctor or other health professional. I love to hear from you. If you've got any suggestions or feedback or just want to say hey, then please do get in touch. I really hope you enjoy this episode. So here we go. So this week marks two years since I got ill with COVID. I got sick just over a week before the official lockdown in the UK. So I was actually doing isolation before it was cool. To start with, I didn't think it was COVID. I didn't have any of the symptoms we were told to look out for. And also there were so few cases in Scotland at the time recorded that it seemed so unlikely. Of course, we now know that COVID had been here for months before we thought, and also that there are so many more symptoms associated with the disease than the ones we were initially told to look out for. It was actually when my partner called the paramedics because I couldn't breathe that we were told it was COVID. You can listen to my partner and I talk about my experiences in episode two of the podcast, but as this week marks two years of getting ill, I thought that I would share some of the things that I've learned and some of the things that have helped me over what is probably the worst two years of my life. Back when this all started, we didn't know what was coming. We didn't know all of what we do now. I'm not saying we've cracked it by any means. Long COVID is still very much a mystery. But if I can share some of what has helped me so far, then maybe it can help people starting on their long COVID journey. Of course, what works for me may not work for you. And I am by no means a medical professional just somebody who has been living with this for two years. But I hope that you might be able to take something useful from it. So first of all, you are not going crazy. Some people may try to make you believe that you are, but if you have symptoms, then you have symptoms. Don't let anyone tell you any different. You know how you feel better than anybody else, even if they do have a medical degree. But leading on from this, people will suggest things. Might be medical professionals, other long haulers, or anybody else, and they will mean well. Some will be useful, so it's worth at least thinking about giving things a try, even if you are sceptical to start with, so long as they are low risk, of course. This condition has opened my eyes to a range of things that help both pharmaceutical and holistic Some of the things that have helped me the most have been things that I would have poo-pooed a few years ago. But I think also, don't be afraid to stop trying something. If you've tried it and it doesn't work, then move on and try something else. Yes, long COVID is completely terrible. It's awful and you are allowed to be angry and sad and frustrated 
if you want to throw things and kick things and shout at people, then that is okay. I think that trying to keep these feelings in doesn't help. So let them out. We all know that we feel better after a good cry. Something that I struggle with is allowing things to be out of control. I don't know all the answers. I don't know when I will recover. Things are open-ended and uncertain and I don't like it. And I think being in the middle of a pandemic makes this much worse as well. I'm not saying that I'm going to stop hunting for answers because I'm not. And I'm certainly not going to stop trying to find things that help and keep doing things that I've found that are helping. But I do think that trying to allow myself to be more patient and to let time do its work has been something that I've found helpful. Fix the things you can fix and don't stress about things out with your control. This idea of acceptance. When I first heard people talking about this, I thought it sounded like the biggest pile of bollocks. I wasn't going to accept that this was my life now. What sort of a life was that? But what I have come to realise, and I've had help with that too, is that I'm not accepting that this is my forever. Because I'll never do that. But this is my here and now. And fighting that is only going to make things worse. Accepting this as my now means that I can focus on what I can do. And constantly fighting against it was not helping. Another thing I've struggled with is being kind to myself. It's one of these things that people say. And I am rubbish at it. I've always had high expectations of myself. And I guess I've always had it programmed that it's lazy to sit around and do nothing. But this simply isn't true. I'm not lazing around. I am resting, I am recovering, and I am doing exactly what my body needs me to do. If the house is a mess, and the clothes are dirty, and the dishes need done, then it really doesn't matter, and I shouldn't beat myself up about it, and I certainly shouldn't push through symptoms because I feel like I should. But this did also highlight how incredibly important it is to have support. Now, I've been so lucky to have the support of an amazing partner throughout this whole illness. And although I didn't want to because I am a stubborn ass, I realised that if I let him do all the chores, then it left me a bit more headroom to not be exhausted all the time. So he's done the majority of cooking, cleaning, shopping, driving and probably loads of other things that I don't notice and boy does it help because we know it's not just the physical exhaustion, it's the cognitive as well. Thinking is tiring so if we can lose some of that then it'll help. Other support is so important too. I have a couple of amazing friends with chronic conditions or who know people that do. And they've been amazing because they get it. They don't need me to sugarcoat things when they ask how I am. I know that I can be honest with them. 
Support groups have been fantastic too, knowing that there are others out there, comparing symptoms and solutions and knowing you're not alone. It's been great. But I think also knowing when to step away from support groups. So if reading other people's horror stories is bumming you out, then maybe it's time to put Facebook away for a while. I've also learned about the need to advocate for myself. This isn't something I'd ever thought of before, because I've always been a mouthy guy. I've been very lucky that all the doctors that I've spoken to or seen, they've been supportive. They haven't all been particularly helpful, but they've never disbelieved me. And I know that other people have not been so lucky. And it's so hard to ask for things when you are ill and nobody seems to have any answers. And also in the middle of a pandemic, when you see that there are other people that are worse off than you, people are dying all over the place. Oh, well, my chest pain isn't important. But never be afraid to stand up for yourself or to put yourself first because nobody else will. I've also learned a lot about myself some good and some bad, and some that I really didn't want to. But being put in a situation where you have to reevaluate absolutely everything can be quite a humbling experience. I now know myself better, and in the future I will definitely value my health and my time a lot more, and I'm going to be much better at saying no to people and not being taken advantage of. I've always been a yes person. Maybe I won't always be a yes person now. I think I maybe have more respect for myself too. I've already mentioned how crucial support is, and it is. But your family and friends may mean well. In fact, they almost certainly do. But when they constantly ask you, how are you feeling? Are you better yet? Oh, you had a better day. Oh, that means you're getting better you know, and it can drive you up the wall. And it's probably best to communicate this before it drives you crazy and you shout at them. Because often people do want to help. They just don't know what to do. So if you can tell them what would help you, then that might help. Communication, I think, is key as well. Also for me, some things that might seem bad at the time can turn out to be good in the long run. For me, to start with, I was able to work from home for a while, but eventually I was told that I had to be back at work physically, which wasn't something I could do, so I was forced to go into sick leave. At the time, I thought this was the worst thing ever. I felt like I'd lost everything else in my life already, and work was literally the only thing I had left. What else would I do if I didn't even have that? And I felt awful for a good couple of months after that. Um, but then I realised that actually it was a good thing. It was the best thing that could have happened looking back on it. So I had all this time. Yeah, great. So I could focus on me and my recovery. What did I need? What is the best thing for me to do? Since then, I have improved. I've been able to really properly reduce my activity and my stress levels. 
Because let's face it, whatever your job is, is going to add stress. I'm definitely not there yet. I'm nowhere near. But things are going in the right direction. They're so much better than they were. I listen to my body better now. And I know what it needs. Now, I appreciate that I have sick pay at the moment. Not everybody is so lucky. And I know that my sick pay will run out. But trying to focus on what I can do is helping a lot. And having the time to do it. So, I'm not recovered yet. But things have improved a little, very slowly. So, what has helped me so far? Here are a few of the kind of practical things that have made the biggest difference to me. So the first and the biggest breakthrough for me was breathing. Like many with long COVID, I had awful breathlessness for many, many months. It would be up and down for sure, but there would be days where I got out of breath walking down the stairs. Um, Days where I was so out of breath that my heart rate went crazy. And then those times when I woke up in the middle of the night um, feeling like I couldn't breathe and it was terrifying and I was too scared to go back to sleep. And I'm sure a lot of people with long COVID will be able to um, understand that because they'll be experiencing it too. So realising that my breathing pattern was the cause of this and also the cause of some of my other symptoms was a total game changer. Working on my breathing gave me something to get stuck into that was actively helping me to recover. Because that's what I wanted. I wanted something that I could get stuck into that would help. And I just didn't know what it was until this point. Along with the breathing, I started to do yoga, which was another thing I'd always ignored. I was always told yoga was good for me. Sure, whatever, I'd rather go for a run. I want to be outside. But again, now it's something that I can do. It keeps me moving and breathing and relaxing. All things that are really, really important. It also opened the door to realising what real relaxation is. I think we all think of relaxation as reading or watching TV but that's not proper rest at all. Yoga Nidra, which is basically lying on the floor doing nothing but listening, has been another real eye-opener for me. If I'm feeling tired, lying down with my headphones and a 20-minute Yoga Nidra can totally rejuvenate me. I try to do some form of yoga or proper rest morning and evening every day, and it is really, really helping. We all know, I think from experience, that stress can exacerbate our symptoms. So for me, trying to de-stress and outsource as much as possible has helped. Allowing myself to let other people do things for me has helped. My poor partner will know that. Walking away from stressful situations and saying no when people ask me to do things or to go places that I don't feel up to. And also not feeling bad about changing plans. If you arrange to do something with somebody, they have to understand that if you wake up that morning and you're not feeling good, 
that you will cancel and they cannot make you feel bad about that because that is the nature of long COVID. And if you push through it, then it'll make you worse. But communicating that up front will definitely help with that. So do not push through symptoms. Symptoms are your body's way of telling you you need to rest and you need to stop. Rest before you're tired and you might avoid the big crash. Build in time for rest into your day. But if you need to rest more on some days, that's okay. Don't push through, just don't do it. Not every day is the same. Your recovery probably won't be linear. In fact, it almost certainly won't. We know the ups and the downs, the peaks and the troughs. But by resting more, resting regularly and reducing activity, certainly I've found that it can iron out those peaks and troughs a bit and avoid the worst crashes. But there will be ups and downs. And just take every day as it comes. Another thing for me was this mind-body connection. The mind and body are connected. I think we know this deep down, but we often forget, or maybe we just fail to acknowledge how important it is. Of course we can't think ourselves better. If it was that easy, obviously we'd all have done that an awfully long time ago. But remembering that they are connected will help. How we feel can affect what we think, and what we think does affect how we feel. For me, being outside has always been a huge part of my life. Pre-Covid, I would spend my weekends in the mountains and my evenings out running and cycling. Being in the mountains was how I met my partner in the first place. That is what we do. And I can't do that at the moment. But I still get enjoyment from being outside in nature. Go to those beautiful places and sit and enjoy it. Again, doing what I can do. Again, also for me, I need to have some sort of purpose. I don't do being idle well. But I needed a purpose that worked around my body and my limitations. So I started podcasting. And it's actually led me to all sorts of really wonderful people. And these wonderful people have been really helpful in my recovery so far which has been an unexpected bonus. But feeling like I was doing something with the skills and abilities that I did have, uh, it has been awesome. And it just made me feel less useless, I guess. I also started speaking to a counsellor. And this is something I really wish I'd done earlier. But I always assumed that talking to my partner was the same thing. And those who know me will know that I can talk a lot. But it's really not the same. And also, a counsellor is literally paid to deal with your shit. So take it out on them instead of your loved ones. As hard as it is, and I've had help with this as well, I'm trying to live in the moment. Not worrying about the future or the past. If it's a bad day, 
then find something on your happy list to make it less crappy. Curl up with hot chocolate and Lord of the Rings or whatever it is that helps you. And if it's a better day, that's awesome. Enjoy it, but don't overdo it. And just enjoy that feeling of feeling less crappy. I think we have to believe that we will get there, with or without help from others. Keep recovering and don't forget to listen and subscribe to the Long Covid podcast. You can also subscribe to the podcast newsletter and join the Facebook support group if that is your thing. There are links below or via the website longcovidpodcast.com where there are also some resources and links that might be useful. And please do get in touch if you would like to. Thank you so much to all of my guests and to you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it or at least found it useful. The Long Covid podcast is entirely self-produced and self-funded. I'm doing all of this myself. If you're able to, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash longcovidpod to help me cover the costs of hosting the podcast. Please look out for the next episode of the Long Covid podcast. It's available on all the usual podcast hosting things and do get in touch 